feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Look at the impact we had with a high-profile manager and we got a bounce from it. That's the only way they could maybe overthrow Rangers. So, seven games to salvage the season. The Celtic board back Neil Lennon for the cup final, the derby with Rangers at Ibrox. And then they say progress will be reviewed. If a new manager comes in or even if the club sticks with Neil, they put a contract offer in front of them. They say, no, do you know what? I don't want to sign. They've got to go. Go, go. The Bull Radio Football Show. With Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Simon Donnelly. With OPC Energy Limited. The Renewable Energy Specialists Call 08 08 17 17 700 Let's go, go. Yep, here we go again. Neil Lennon says there's dangerous talk going on as the angry reaction continues from some Celtic supporters. He's been giving his response this afternoon to that shoot the board banner which was unfurled outside Celtic Park. And Lennon's been talking about the latest vote of confidence given to him by the Celtic board. Meanwhile, Rangers are in Poland looking to complete their Europa League group unbeaten and stay top as they head into the last 32, a 5 to Six kickoff uh, for them tomorrow against Lech Poznan. Eight o'clock for Celtic at home to Lille, and there are ten points between those two in Group A. St Mirren are to appeal against the SPFL tribunal ruling, which uh, landed them with two three-nil defeats for a breach of COVID nineteen regulations. Two games were called off in October. Motherwell and Hamilton were awarded three-nil wins. Motherwell were awarded a similar win against Kilmarnock, and we've just heard that Kilmarnock will be joining St Mirren in appealing against that uh, tribunal decision as well. We will talk about uh, that racism accusation against one of the match officials in Paris last night in the Champions League which led to the players, both sets of players walking off and that game is about to resume with a new set of match officials that will kick off at about five to six also in the show tonight, uh, your chance to win a game of golf, a four ball at Mar Hall as we test out the football credentials of our guests in the studio alongside me, Rob McLean, uh, tonight. Yes, you may snort and laugh at the prospect. It's Barry Ferguson versus Simon Donnelly tonight. Uh, you won Monday, Barry, didn't you? Yeah, one Monday for for uh, your uh, appropriate uh, caller, obviously not for yourself. Yeah, but I, I panicked a wee bit, Leanne, get the first one um, right. But thankfully, I got the the, the next few. Um, so yeah, I'm up against Sai. Um, little old times. Pressure's on. So yeah, a wee pressure's bit of pressure tonight. But looking forward to. It. You have the look of someone, Simon, who has been up <coughs> late last night, just getting a few football thoughts in your head so that you I wish I had wipe, Bob, wipe the floor with him in this quiz. I wish I had, but you just uh, <laughs> threw this one there 10 minutes Yeah, ago. that's true. That is true. There was, there was no great time um, for preparation, to be perfectly honest. Um, so, uh, it is Rob McLean. It's former Rangers and Scotland skipper Barry Ferguson. It's former Celtic and Scotland <coughs> striker Simon Donnelly on the Go Radio Football Show with OP 
CC Energy Limited. And of course, it's you as well. You very much part of the show. Join the football conversation with us on 08017 17 700. Text go in your message to 87474. And on the socials, it's at Go Football Show. We will be hearing shortly from Neil Lennon uh, on all things Celtic uh, ahead of their game against Lille uh, tomorrow night. We'll also be hearing in the course of the show from Stephen Gerrard. There is a, a media conference in Poland which is getting underway right now and we will have audio clips from uh, Stephen Gerrard uh, between now and seven. Let's talk to Sean in Garthamlock. Sean, how are you? How we doing, guys? Uh, I call in your show hundreds, hundreds of times. I used to call in Radio Clyde, but they're boring. Yeah, Be well, <laughs> you, well, you, you've you've gone and you've moved in the right direction, Sean. It has to be said. Correct, I'm definitely right. I've said on the show hundreds of times. I've said to Barry and yourself, um, I, what did I say a couple of weeks ago? Rangers will probably go a season unbeatable. An unbeaten season, Barry. What do you reckon? Yeah, the look, Invincibles. Yeah, look, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. Look, Rangers at this moment in time are in, in great form, as we all know that they're winning games of football and they're playing some fantastic football. Look, the way they're going just now, it looks that way. Um, but you've got to be careful at, at any stage; it can change. But listen, they're, they're certainly in the, the the right track. Yeah, they're unbeaten at the moment um, after 25, 25 games now. And they're one game away, Simon, from making it unbeaten through the group, which which would be... I mean, Steven Gerrard is making these little steps of progress each season, especially in Europe. Uh, and if they were to go through the group, well, that would be the first time in, in three attempts that they've actually gone unbeaten in the group. And obviously staying top is a big thing as well. Yeah, and it's impressive. And I think Steven Gerrard's got a really impressive... Uh, record in Europe in particular but he's taken that into the domestic campaign this year they're looking really strong uh, and to go 24-25 games unbeaten is a fantastic start to the season So Sean you reckon this can go all the way yeah? Right do you know what I'm going to say that to you now right guys and you might think I'm, I'm on the sweaty wife uh, uh, birds right do you know what how far I think Rangers could go uh, Rangers will win the Scottish Cup Rangers will win the League Cup Rangers will win the SPL with 20 plus points and I believe Rangers could go actually all the way and win the Europa League put that one to Barry you've just, you've just <laughs> done it yes thank I you I love your confidence Sean honestly I love your confidence Barry do you see if Rangers they win every single trophy I'll find out where Go Radio Station is and I'll actually buy you a bottle of whiskey <laughs> I prefer well, red wine red wine for Fergie <laughs> <laughs> Organic, if you if you if you could. See, see if Rangers did win this um, the Europa League, does that mean they they don't need to qualify for the Champions League next season? It's a very good question. To which, I, to which I actually don't know the answer, but I, I think it's a route into the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, 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 yeah it would be. It yes, it would be. Whoever wins the the league and whoever finishes second do get a route into the Champions League this aye, season. So they wouldn't so, need it. Aye. So um, they're still going to the, the qualifier. I mean, I, I don't get it. If you win, I think if you win your your championship, you could you should get straight into the, the group stages. I but I mean, I think it's four games, four qualifying games. I think it's too much. I think whoever wins their their, their own championship should get straight into the. I think this the year it's changing. League. I think the winners are two qualifiers and seconds. Four is that right? I think that's. 
coming in this year for the, the top You sound team. very knowledgeable ahead of this quiz later I'm on. Just, <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, I think if if you win the, the Premiership, I think it's two qualifying games this year. I think, yeah, with I the, think that's right. Um, yeah, second place has to go through yeah. the four. Sai Ferry did say, didn't he, in the in the first few weeks of the show, he did say that he thought Rangers um, could go really deep. Into the into the Europa League and and nothing that's happened has really changed your belief. I don't think Barry that that, that Rangers could do really. I mean, winning it winning it would take something special, but, yeah, it's but getting deep tough. into it certainly it's going to be tough. But when you get into the, the last thirty two and the last sixteen, it's you need a bit of luck of the draw as well. Because if you look at some of the teams, Robin, in the competition, there's for me there's there's Champions League teams in. And um, and they're going to be the Champions League teams are going to be dropped out. Obviously, yeah. the, the group stages. So you need a wee bit of luck. But do you know what? In terms of Steven Gerrard, since he's come in, this is his third season. Every single season, I've said it. There's always been improvement. But this season, he, he's got it spot on in terms of the, the way they're playing and and the confidence they've got. And the, the only way you get confidence is been winning games. But I I do honestly believe this is the strongest squad he's had. Because he can go and make after European nights and a Thursday night, he can go and make three or four changes. As I've said plenty of times on this show, it doesn't seem to affect him when they go into the domestic games and a and a Sunday, and that's only a good thing. You're right, by the way, Sean. The the Europa League winners do go into the the Champions League. What about Rangers yeah. potentially drawing Manchester United? They've just dropped out of the the Champions League. What about a Ranger, a battle of Britain, Rangers against Man United well, in the in the knockout stages of the Europa? See, to be honest, ninety percent of my family, my father-in-law's side, or my father's side, is off in Manchester. So, see if Rangers go to Man United, that's a dream come true. Fingers crossed, they'll be fans. But I've got a big other question, Robert's got to ask you. Mm-hmm. See, if you do win the Europa League, I don't know the answer to this one. How much would Rangers make for winning the Europa League? Because I know the Europa League's no as big as the Champions League for money. Yeah. I know if you win the Champions League, you get a hundred plus million. But how much do you actually make for winning the Europa League? I'm going to get my top level production team onto that very question shortly. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's, it, you're right. It's not it's not Champions League level, but but it, it is a considerable amount of money. I mean, it would it would be a big financial boost uh, to Rangers if they were to go all the way. What, what about domestic, Sean? Is the title race over? Yes. Do you want to think about it? <laughs> no, no, I don't need to think about it. Right, do you know what? Do you know what? See if I, I, this is a question I'll say to you, Rob. Mm-hmm. See if Rangers host three games, I think it still would be over because I could see Celtic um, losing at the weekend. I actually, to be honest, I'm baffled how Neil Lennon's still in that job. I think he should have been sacked weeks ago. Do you know what? But I would keep him because I'm a Rangers fan, but I think he's got to make it. Like, see, like, there's a question, and I don't know if your show's put up in it. Hibs won at the weekend, Celtic lost, and Rangers won. Rangers go 16 points clear. Hibs would be second in the SPL. Surely then, Lennon would probably be at a job. I said I'd give you an answer by the end of the show. I'm going to give you it right now. £7.5 million for the winners of the Europa League. So that's not to be sniffed at, is it? Well, so that means £7.5 million going out of... Um, Dave King spoke it then or um, Douglas Park spoke it then and season. bring on next season then but definitely Rangers will win the league this season 100% Simon Sean see if Celtic bring it back will you look out the go radio station and get me a bottle of red wine <laughs>
Yeah, right. Okay. Right. If Celtic come back, win the league, I'll come in by your bottle as well, buddy. Oh man, you better save but, up. This is this is sounding like a major spend. I'll buy him a boat, a bucket. Exactly. We'll recognise nothing up with Buckfast. We'll recognise it in the brown paper bag. Sean, good to hear from you. Thank you. T- take care of yourself. All the best. That's Sean from Garthamlock, uh, a Rangers fan. Next up, Regan, who's a, a Celtic fan. Hi, Regan. Oh, hi there. How are you? Hi, Regan. I'm doing good, hi. Good. What I'm, would you What would you like to say? I'm just a bit baffled by Neil Lennon's comments today. He said Celtic are still the favourites for the title, but yesterday on Sunday he said it's very difficult for Celtic to bring the title back, and then today he's saying Celtic are the favourites. Did he say they were favourites today? Yeah. Yeah, Simon. Uh, I didn't. I didn't hear Neil's comments. I'm surprised if the current state is said that Celtic would be favourites with trailing Rangers with 13 points, albeit two games in hand. But I think, as manager of the club, he has to show some sort of positivity. They can't throw the towel in. You know, the, the league's far from over. Celtic aren't in a great position, but I wouldn't put them as favourites at the moment, Regan. I, I would be absolute shocked if, if Neil Lennon came yeah, out and said, said that. "Listen, the, the yeah. league's over." I've not, I've, um, you, we, we've we've got some we've got some clips of Neil Lennon in the show, which we're about to get into, uh, Regan. But I, I haven't it's heard. Up, it's on the Celtic official Twitter. Neil Lennon said, "We've got to say that we are still there. right." But the the lines the lines going a little bit. But we'll 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 certainly check that out. We'll 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 see if that appears on the on Celtic's official Twitter account. I can't believe for a minute that that Neil Lennon would have said any, anything. Anything like that, but um, if you've seen it, then maybe it does exist. But what he has certainly said today, Neil Lennon, is given his uh, reaction to that banner, the latest banner to appear outside Celtic Park. It uh, it read, shoot the board uh, on the back, of course, of... uh, Neil Lennon having got another vote of confidence um, from Peter Lowell and from Dermot Desmond and from and from everyone else um, in terms of uh, the weeks ahead for Celtic. This is what Neil Lennon said about that banner. Yeah, some sections of the support. Yeah, I mean, it is dangerous rhetoric. And again, I will say, look, we all want the same thing. You know, those fans want success. The majority of our fans want success. And the players and, and everyone here are wanting the same thing. So we don't want any divisions. I understand the frustrations. The players are feeling that as well. The, um, you know, we don't like that sort of language or expression anywhere near the football stadium. It serves no purpose, really. Scottish football does become the madhouse at times. And, uh, well, you just don't want to see those sort of sentiments being expressed in public, Simon. No, not at all, Rob. And listen, I think reading social media today, it's a reference to something back in 1994. But even still... That sort of banner isn't welcome. It's no welcome. And I understand the frustration of the fans. You know, they pay their money for their season tickets. The club are going through a hard time just now in terms of uh, results on the pitch. They find themselves in an unusual position for the last nine years, trailing Rangers 13 points. And we're in a pandemic and they've been locked up. So I can understand their frustrations, but I think you need to draw the line at banners such as that. Barry? Yeah, I've got to agree. Look, no matter what, team you support when when you see banners like that going up um, it, it's no nice to see I, I, I totally understand the, the anger and frustration that's among the Celtic fans as I said I think they've been spoiled over a number of years the amount of trophies um, that uh, the, the team has won but 
you don't want to see things like that um, been put up but it's just it's just no nice viewing at all now, on another subject, UEFA has started a disciplinary investigation after a, a match official was accused of using a racist term. Uh, you may have seen it last night in the Champions League game between Paris Saint-Germain and Istanbul. Bazakshi here, the Turkish club, I think we'll call them the Turkish club from now on, um, allege that Romanian fourth official Sebastian Coltescu uh, made a racist comment towards assistant coach Pierre Weibo uh, in the match last night. Both sets of players, of course, walked off in protest uh, and the match didn't resume. The two sides will finish the game uh, today. Uh, they'll kick off, in fact, uh, in about half an hour's time to play uh, the remaining 76 minutes of that match with a new team of officials. Uh, former Cameroon international Weibo was shown a red card in an exchange on the touchline and then accused the fourth official of using a racist slur against him. It happened, as I say, 14 minutes into the Group H tie uh, when it was still goalless in Paris um, so UEFA still to mount that investigation still to come to some sort of ruling there's talk of the possibility of a, a 10 game ban for the official in question um, this was the reaction today of the, the former Celtic manager now of course in charge at Leicester Brendan Rodgers I thought it was absolutely the right thing to do because if you're going to make a stand against this type of behaviour then there needs to be sort of drastic action it would seem and I think it was really good that both sets of players and obviously management came together in that. We can't tolerate that type of behaviour. This is a big story, Barry, isn't it? Massive story. Um, I, I seen it last night when I came in from uh, Moan training. Uh, and it was actually, in terms of watching it, I don't know if you've seen the footage of Denver yeah. Bar. Um, yeah. I thought that was that was excellent um, viewing. He, he showed a strong opinion. And you know what? There's no place in football for, for racism. And the, the amount of things that have, have been said it, it doesn't seem to be disappearing and, and that's a sad thing um, and now it's coming from officials as well it's just a it's just horrible I'm thankful that I've never been involved in it because um, I've I've played in many a teams with, with, with footballers from, from different um, sides and it's uh, it's not nice to see not nice to see um, and I've got to agree with um, Brendan Rodgers said there I thought the players showed bravery yeah. and done the right thing and both of them walking off the pitch. If I ever come across it and it happened to one of my players or one of my staff, I would do exactly the same thing. We just need to... There's so many people talking about it, but something needs to be seriously done now. Um, I don't know what the officials got. Is it a 10-game ban? Well, I, there, I, there's talk of a 10-game ban, but surely you I, I think, think if, he's guilt, if he's guilty, he's got to be drummed out of the game completely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there's surely no place for that. And anybody, Rob, shown any signs of, of racism on a football pitch um, or anywhere in the, the stands or whatever they need to be they need to get out of the game as simple as that it's happening far too often and I'm seeing so many people speak about it and passionately about it yeah. but there's not enough been done about it yeah, simple and, as that and, and Kylian Mbappe was very much involved in the, the aftermath as well and it was I guess what was positive about it was the togetherness of, of the team both, both sets of players uh, all thought the, the same thing and Simon the only good that can come of something like that last night is that, that it throws a, a big spotlight on a big problem exactly and education that's what I think we need more education on it the, the, the players show a real solidarity to go off the pitch it was the right thing to do it's bigger than football uh, we're only off the back of the Millwall thing at the weekend you know when yep. we're talking about that and the reaction from fans at that game and now we're into another uh, scenario here so yeah it's, there's no place for it at all 
Uh, and as Barry touched on there, Denver Bar reacts. He's hugely upset. You know, he's hugely taken aback. That Pierre Weibo, obviously the same. So I think the players did the right thing. Lots of big football stories swirling around at the moment. We've heard already from Regan and from Sean. You get involved too. Join us on the football discussion on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. That's Chris on the travel. Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly on the football show. And you, of course, 0808 17 17 700. That's the number that links uh, you with us. Or you can text us, go on your message to 874 74 on the socials at Go Football Show. Earlier uh, today, uh, Glasgow City uh, lost in in, uh, the Czech Republic in the Women's Champions League round of 32 to Sparta Prague but uh, by two goals to one uh, Leanne Crichton was uh, with us on Monday sitting alongside Barry in the studio so beaten 2-1 the second leg those next week we're back into the realm of two leg ties now Barry and uh, I don't imagine they'll be too disappointed about that result that gives them every opportunity to turn it around in Glasgow Certainly, um, it's different for the, the last round. That was um, just one leg, but this is two legs. Leanne did say on Monday that they were a decent outfit. She'd watched some footage, uh, footage on them um, together as a squad. So, look, you never like getting beat, but listen, it's it's still it's a winnable game um, when they bring them back to Broadwood and hopefully they get that vital one to uh, progress again. European football as well. Well, tonight, of course, the, the men's Champions League is back in business at, at five to six. So just half an hour away for the likes of Liverpool against Michelin, etc. And the game we were talking about in Paris, that will be resuming shortly as well for for at least 76 minutes. Uh, tomorrow night's Europa League, of course, Rangers and Celtic both in action. Rangers looking to win the group uh, against Lech Poznan in Poland. Uh, that one starts at five to six. There's a media conference going on at the moment. Uh, in Poznan and uh, we will hear hopefully from uh, Stephen Gerrard before too much longer more to come as well from Neil Lennon of course we've heard from him already about the latest uh, offensive banner to appear outside Celtic Park he's got lots more to say he's had lots more to say in the course of this afternoon's media conference and it's an 8 o'clock kickoff uh, tomorrow night for Celtic against Lille Celtic on 1 point Lille on 11 so there is the the length of the group between those two Celtic will Simon Donnelly just be looking um, to get some pride out of that get some improvement get some progress um, ahead of an important Premiership match for them on Sunday at home to Kilmarnock Yeah and it seems to be the state of play for Celtic I think I've been saying it for the last two or three weeks you know the European game really one to go and try and find some form I think it's a bit well it is a dead rubber for Celtic I'm covering the game tomorrow night but the big one for them is the weekend. So I, I think Lenny's went on record saying that maybe some fresh legs give some game time to players that haven't had a lot. And I think that's that's what you use the game for. Who's he, who's he talking about there, do you think? I think the likes of Turnbull. Turnbull coming in. Uh, possibly Klamala. He hasn't featured a lot re- recently. And just give the guys a wee bit of game time before the game at the weekend. See if I think Turnbull at the weekend showed signs for me. He's the one... That if he's given a, a little run in the team, could do okay. You know, I, say I was going to ask you. You're no surprised that he's not played as as many games. I know he had he had to take self isolate. I think self isolate yeah, for the ten days. But when see when Celtic signed him, I, I, like, I thought they've got a proper guy who could go straight into the starting eleven. And I know he had a. I think it was a St. Johnson game. I don't think any Celtic player had a 
a particularly great game. Um, I think he got took off in that game. Um, you, you know yourself, Fergie, though, that if, if the team isn't doing well, it's uh, hard to come into a team and hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the likes of the game at the weekend, just wee bits for me, the, the vision for the pass yeah. into Griffiths, I think he, he could do something for Celtic. So give him a wee bit of time uh, tomorrow night. But the big one's Sunday. Big one must wins I just keep repeating myself but it's must wins yeah. for Celtic former Celtic striker Simon Donnelly former Rangers captain Barry Ferguson with Rob McLean on the Go Radio football show and Scott from This Is Ibrox podcast joins us now hi Scott hi guys good evening how are you doing good how are you yes very well thank you looking forward to um, another European uh, <laughs> night for Rangers coming up tomorrow night so yeah. Yeah, everything's looking good just now <laughs> what, a, what a chance to go through the group unbeaten that would be fantastic That and that would be as we were saying earlier just a, another step of progress season to season absolutely I mean I think a lot of people forget when this draw was made um, a lot of people looked at the draw and thought no one would really fancy going to the, the bottom seed as, as where we were um, and we fared really well in this group I have to say the double header against Benfica with two big ties and we done really well um, and to think that after match day five, um, we had it sewn up um, as far as qualification was concerned, is um, it's quite exciting. It's good to go to Poznan and know that we don't almost have to win it, although you can appreciate Stephen Gerrard, I'm sure, will be desperate to win the group and get out of there with a, an unbeaten record, as you rightly say. What do you think, Scott? What what will he do? Will, will, he, be, will he be caught in two minds between freshening up, get, giving some players game time who maybe haven't had that much recently? But also wanting to to get the win, which might be required, of course, if, if Benfica win as well to top the group. Of course, I mean, I think he will freshen it up. I I, I think maybe uh, John McLaughlin will probably maybe start in goals, which is is, is a more than decent um, deputy for Al McGregor. I think you may find guys like Zungu will start, uh, and maybe Etienne will get some uh, further time in his legs. I thought he was excellent the weekend when he came off at Dingwall, uh, when he came on at Dingwall rather. Um, so I think you will see some of these. Um, fringe players I think I, when I was with you guys last week one of the things we spoke about was the quality that it has coming off of the bench to replace the, the existing quality in the starting 11 um, and he has that this season he's not had it previously so I think if he is changing things it's quality for quality and I think uh, Bongani Zungu is, is featuring in the in the media conference that's going on at the moment in, in Poland Barry so that that's probably an indication that he is going to start tomorrow yeah, it's a perfect game to throw him in, if I'm being honest. He's, um, when he first signed, him, obviously, he had to self-isolate for two weeks and then get himself up to speed in terms of um, match fitness. And he's he's come on a few games. I was impressed when he came on his first 45 minutes against Hamilton. I know the game was finished at half-time, but he showed good touches. And then last week against Falkirk, again, I was impressed. And then he came on um, for 15 or 20 minutes against Ross County. So I think it's a good opportunity for him to, to put him in there and see how he does from the start. Um, as I said, he, he looks if he's got the the right qualities. Um, as I said, it's one area that I think Rangers are really strong this season, the midfield area. Yeah. There's now six players mm. in that area uh, vying for three positions. Um, so and the, great, would, and the great thing is that they're all that little bit different, aren't they? They are. You've got obviously Jack and Devo who are, are, are pretty similar. I think Zungu plays in that kind of holding midfield area. And then you've got obviously Aribo. And for me, the guy at the moment for the last five or six weeks has been Scott Arfield. Um, they two guys go and do something probably different from the guys I mentioned previous that will go beyond the striker and, and get goals. So it's a real good mix in that midfield area for Rangers just now. 
Where are you, Scott, in terms of a, a balance of, a, you know, you're obviously loving the season so far and you must be, you know, so chuffed with the, the quality of football that, that you're seeing from Rangers. But are you very much in the in the Steven Gerrard camp in terms of stay humble, stay respectful, stay focused, don't let, don't get carried away? Is that is that how you are? I think it has to be 100%. We, we've been here <clears> the last couple of years and we've got to... December and the end of December and, and things have went sort of badly wrong in, in January. Um, I think Stephen Gerrard has, has mentioned the word humble in almost each of his, his press conferences recently after he's won games and he's very aware that um, we're in a really decent position. We're, we're sitting in the in the pole position in the league and it, we do look like we have a bit of comfort now um, because of things that are going on across the road. I do think that we can... Um, if we can continue in the rich vein of form that we're in just now and we get to January, mid-February, uh, I think we can then really look at May time with a lot more confidence. Simon Donnelly, is it all over? Is the title race finished? I'm never going to say it's finished, obviously, from my, my Celtic allegiances, but Rangers are in a, a great position. They are. They've started the season really well. Celtic are in disarray at the moment and, and struggling to see where the next win's coming from, to be perfectly honest. I mean, the game at the weekend's another tough one. Comarnock uh, and they, they really need to start winning they, they need to take some confidence I think we touched on it before we came on the show Celtic even at Milan last week start really well they get a fantastic couple of goals could be 3-0 up but as soon as Milan score that confidence goes almost immediately and it's two each before half time and subsequently they go on to lose the game 4-2 I think that's right through their squad at the moment and it needs to change it needs to change quick yeah, that would be the worry that the more damage is suffered uh, tomorrow night. What about uh, Scott's suggestion of uh, John McLaughlin changing goal tomorrow? Do you see that one, Barry? Yeah, it's a, a possibility. Again, given Griggsy a, a rest, um, I, I think uh, McLaughlin's been... I'll be honest with you. Does he even need a rest now that he's overhauled your cap, Caps record? Your <laughs> uh, appearance, appearances uh, yeah, record? Yeah, I've given him a rest a few months back. Um, no, but look, I, I think McLaughlin's come in and shown that he's got the qualities um, to come in and, and replace Greg Look, it's a difficult one to, to go and replace. Alan McGregor's been a top performer um, for Rangers. Um, so, look, I wouldn't mind if McLaughlin get put in as I said he's, he's impressed me every time he's he, he's been in goals for Rangers um, I just want to ask Scott something Scott see in terms of like a Rangers fan watching I know a lot of people are impressed with how they're playing but for me the biggest and I think I've said it to you Rob a few mm. times the biggest thing that's it's impressing me is their work rate off the ball when they lose yeah. the ball I think the the fitness levels have, have went up 10 times over the last couple of seasons um, and it's, it's kind of epitomised by what we've seen the, in the season so far. They look uh, they look the most leanest team in the country. They look like just the fittest around in Scotland right now. And uh, I think that's what's carrying us through a lot of games. I think it was that, well, the last European game at Ibrox, I think it was Tavernier, who was still bombing up the right-hand side in the 92nd minute of the game. That is what we expect as, as support in addition to all the the nice fancy football that we get we need our players to, to go for beyond that um, 90th minute and we're getting that just now I think it's a huge credit to all the guys behind the, the Michael Beals and the Stephen Gerrard and the Gary Max um, there's a, a huge squad of guys behind um, that are making sure the, the team are fit and ready to go Thursday, Sunday Thursday, Sunday I don't know if you heard Sean from Garthamlock earlier on in the show, Scott, but uh, he was suggesting to us uh, that Rangers are going to win everything, including the the Europa League. How, how deep could Rangers get into this tournament, do you think? Well, funnily enough, we've spoken about it on our pod previously, and, and 
I, I had actually said that when the, the season started, the Europa League was almost down in their priori- priorities. But as you begin to progress through it and we now get out of the group stages, um, while nothing tops winning the league this year, nothing tops that. Uh, I think to to progress further in the Europa League would be would be a nice addition to um, to a fifty five ball championship. I think a lot of clubs around Europe will have sat up and taken notice of Rangers' performances and results, particularly the two uh, Barry against Benfica, where where Rangers were were two goals ahead in both. No doubt, no doubt, Rob. Um, I think since Steven Gerrard came in just over two seasons ago, that's one tournament that he's he's really proved his worth um, and as, as Scott mentioned earlier it's when we've got to that Christmas period start of the new year we've kind of suffered a bit um, I don't see this happening I'll be honest with you I see a different mindset about them um, obviously it helps with the start they've had to the season but in terms of Europe well, I, I, I'm bread and butter you, you've got to win your league title that, that, that'll be the, the quietly between the four walls and the dressing room that'll be Rangers main aim but listen every tournament you enter Scottish Cup League Cup it's great getting a run in Europe but Rangers need to get back to winning titles and they've got a real good chance this season now and those two can just can combine very effectively Simon as well can't they doing well domestically but also you know when you're playing and matching up and and coming so close to beating a team like Benfica who are Champions League pedigree I mean that just adds to, to your overall belief doesn't it yeah it's, it's, it's the opposite but Celtic are going through just now Rangers are winning and it breeds confidence mm-hmm. and and I think last year they, their team for the last two years have built on their, their European performances because they've been excellent they've got to January December January the last two seasons and fell short a little bit this season they've moved away they're 13 points clear but see when you get to the knockout situation, anything can happen I sat and watched Celtic beat Lazio home and away last year and thought they could go deep into this competition, now they get put out in the next round, I don't think they should have been put out, they should have put the, the tie to bed in the first leg, but if Rangers take the form in Europe from this group stage into the knockout, they can go as far as they want See, see the beauty he's got Rob as well he's, he's got a better squad, he's got a bigger squad there's more competition, yeah. as I said he, he can go and make the changes and, and not necessarily weaken it that yeah, much yeah. and they just go and they, they keep in the same like wavelength um, so it, that's the difference that he's got for previous seasons as they come off a European game on a Thursday night he would basically have to play the same game, uh, same starting 11 yeah, again fresh, on Sunday he can now freshen up with three or four changes which is important because I know myself coming off the back of a European game it's not just physically it's mentally it takes a lot out of you so that's the beauty and that, if you're winning see if yeah, you're winning yeah. you feel 10 feet tall keep those games coming and you just, <laughs> exactly that's yeah. what it is yeah, look, if you ask any player they, look, they don't want to train they just want to play games of football three games a week I don't actually agree but there's definitely there's a, with the guys that have been there for the duration of um, Stephen Gerrard's tenure Tavernier and Goldson in particular so I'm thinking about there's a maturity that's went with them sort of season one, season two and now season three and I think we're now beginning to see the, the full benefit of them being in and around that Thursday-Sunday sequence that you speak about Yep, definitely Look, I, I was lucky enough to do the, the Livingston game for Rangers TV three or four weeks ago and I, I was sent to Rob when I came in on the Monday I went outside just to have a look no, obviously with no fans been in it then you can hear like players how they, they demand for each other and the biggest thing that I was surprised that was was Tavernier and Golson really loud and on it their players they were setting standards and 
previous season that's something maybe that was labelled against like Tavernier as, as he a captain but certainly this season yeah. he's captain material not just with his performances but his leadership qualities as well as I mean he's, he's demanding from his players yeah some performer at the moment finally Scott your uh, scoreline for tomorrow night in Poland I think we'll win 2-1 we'll come back with 3 points from Poland tomorrow 2-1 Rangers and another 3 points for Rangers Scott thanks for calling us on the show thanks gentlemen good night thanks cheers. for having me on. Cheers, Scott. and that number if you want to do what Scott has already done Regan and Sean as well give us a call 0808 17 17 700 The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go that's Chris with the travel. We're about 10 minutes away from uh, tonight's Champions League action getting underway. And of course, tomorrow night, it is Europa League with a lot of Scottish interest. Of course, Rangers and Celtic are back in action at Celtic against Lille. Uh, that's an eight o'clock kickoff at Celtic Park. Uh, Celtic, one point is all they have from their first five games and they're playing the group leaders who are 10 points currently ahead of them. Uh, prior to that, five to six in Poland uh, for Rangers against Lech Poznan and again the big contrast uh, being displayed between Glasgow's big two as Celtic struggle at the bottom of their group Rangers looking to win theirs and they will do for sure if they win against Lech Poznan tomorrow night uh, Benfica are the other team uh, on 11 points at the top of that Rangers group uh, we've been talking already in the show about uh, that media conference which kicked off about uh, 5 o'clock in Poland as uh, Stephen Gerrard uh, answered questions Questions ahead of tomorrow night's game. Ali Defoy was uh, listening in, getting involved in that media conference as well. What did uh, Stephen Gerrard have to say, Ali? Yeah, plenty to say. Um, very positive in training today. There's no fresh injuries. They've made a decision on Hollander and Jack. They're going to be patient and keep them for the weekend. Uh, Itten got a kick this week at uh, the weekend, but he's going to pro- he's progressing at the moment, so he could be within the squad. Bungani is definitely going to be playing. He was at the conference as well, sounding good. Um, he's really just happy with the players. Great job to qualify, but the message is they want to win. So we'll hear from a little bit later, maybe in the second hour of the show, I think, from Stephen Gerrard and from Bagani Zungu as well. Absolutely, I'll get that for you. Do not be worrying. <laughs> Lovely. So coming Pleasure. up later, we'll hear from uh, Stephen Gerrard and uh, from Bagani Zungu, who is, as we were talking about, Barry, it looks like he's going to play. Well, he is going to play tomorrow night. Yeah, I'll look forward to how he performs. As I said, Rob, the, the snippets that I've seen of, of him, He's certainly shown that he's certainly got ability and you can see why the, the manager's chased him for, I think it was four or five months um, and he eventually got him on loan. So a good one, to, I know he played at Falkirk, he started, um, mm. but to go and see him, and, which is going to be a tough game against like Poznan, um, I was I was impressed with him technically when they came to Ibrook so it'll be it'll be good to see him in there and see how he does but I'm certain he'll, he'll do just fine The body language looks good Simon from, from Zungu just the, the minute he first appeared on the pitch for, for Rangers off the bench as Barry says started against Falkirk in the, in the League Cup he just seems to be able to slot in seamlessly I mean he's an experienced South African international uh, he's on loan from Amion the, the, the French team he looks a quality player doesn't he? Yeah but as Barry's touched on that's Stevie Gerrard's built this squad now that he can afford to shuffle it about in different games and he's got the luxury of bringing this lad in tonight or tomorrow night rather uh, to give him some more game time but they're still going to win the title or win the group you know they're, they're still they're looking positive at it and it's a great position to be in that you can shuffle your pack and you're still going to Poland to look to try and win the group to get into the next stage How many changes do you think it will be for Rangers tomorrow? So that's a hard one. I mean, I could see a, quite a number. Um, five, five, six changes. Yep. 
Um, but I, I don't think that'll. Um, I, I still think they'll be strong, Rob. If I'm being honest with you, I, I like the attitude they're going over there to win. Listen, the, to set out at the start, you want it to qualify. Now they've got a chance to actually win the group, which will help them um, going into the, the final 32. So, would you, would you be wary about changing it too much, or or, or do you not think that matters the, the way things are going? See, to be honest with you, Rob, I don't think it matters with it, the amount of changes you've made in previous European games and domestically. I don't think it will matter. I think these the, this group of players that he's got. He's built them and they're really well drilled, so I don't think it will make a difference um, if he if he does go and goes and makes four or five changes. You've seen it, Falkirk. Um, I know people are going to say Falkirk are League One, but he made seven changes that night or that day, and it didn't make much of a difference. They still started off really well and got the goal after six minutes. So the beauty of having a real strong squad is you can make a number of changes and it doesn't affect you. Rangers against Lech Poznan uh, tomorrow night 5-6 to six in Poland followed by Celtic against Lille in Glasgow that is an 8 o'clock start I think the whole of Garth Amluck must be listening to the Go Radio football show with OPC Energy Limited with Sean earlier on but I'm not sure uh, whether uh, our next caller Dylan will be familiar uh, Sean a, a Rangers fan Dylan a Celtic fan both from Garth Amluck. Hi Dylan Hi Rob um, Pleasure to be on the show Nice to have um, you. Nice to have I, you. What would you? I take I it you don't know Sean from Gothamlock. No, uh, your producer James would just ask me the same question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> how, how, how are you? Fe- how are you feeling about things, Dylan? Do you know what? I'm like I shouldn't be. I'm upbeat about things because do you know what? Like as I spoke last was it last week? I spoke to Barry and Simon Ferry. Um, the same pressure was on Stephen Gerrard last season. So for us to um, go through this bad spell and now, yeah, it's wrong, but the f- some of the fans are wrong with what they're doing, don't get me wrong, but we're just wanting what's best for our club as well. But I know hitting the support, like the team bus and stuff isn't a good, it's not looking good in our part. Would, would you distance so, yourself from, from that sort of reaction from so-called Celtic supporters? I would be, but I wouldn't, I'm in a good job just now as I'm like I work for Glasgow City Council and it's I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't do that sort of thing. I would go down and protest and maybe but I wouldn't raise myself to lower myself <clears> to that <throat> level and hit the team bus for stones or like the banners as well last night, some of them I know were disgusting and it's not fair and like the players and all that, yeah, we've had a difficult season, a difficult year. But as we spoke on last week, in the West of Scotland, you're expected to win. Either whether you're a Celtic manager or a Rangers manager, you're expected to win week in, week out. Yeah, um, yeah second place just isn't good enough. Aye, and Barry, Barry and ASI will basically confirm that. Like, if you're playing for either half of Celtic or Rangers, you need to, the fans expect so much of you. So... Yeah, we've been we've been hearing from uh, Neil Lennon in the course of the show because he had a media conference this afternoon, Dylan, and uh, he was reacting earlier on to to that that banner dangerous uh, rhetoric was was what he thought um, that that was all about, and and pretty upset about uh, that fans would go to those sort of lengths and say those sorts of things, uh, and in terms of, of the fans uh, generally, um, you know, he thinks that is a tiny minority, and it's pretty destructive. Can't speak on behalf of 
you know the the supporters but it's um it's a cultural thing at the minute i think it's you know societal thing it's a modern day thing it's not, it's not what we want it doesn't you know serve any purpose it certainly doesn't inspire anyone at the club to you know achieve great things we all want unity we have got that certainly from the football side of things and we just want the supporters to get behind and really support the team especially when they need it you know and that's what the Celtic fans do and they have done for 20 you know as long as I've been here and, and years before whenever things have got tough they've gone the other way and got right behind the team so that's what we're looking for at the minute So Dylan uh, Neil Lennon just reckons that that this those kind of protests serve no purpose do you agree? Yeah I think like don't get me wrong we're all, we're all hurting because we're not like it's a huge season in Celtic's history to try and go for 10 in a row but that's one of the points I was actually going to make to Barry um, on the show. Yeah, we've got Simon Donnelly um, with us as well, so yeah, share it, share it around. Um, we'll, we'll get the conversation going. This is going to cause an uproar between all the Rangers fans, but um, I know I'm going to get a reaction off everybody, but um, no how some last season Rangers fans were saying Celtic's nine in a row title was tainted. Like, them, there were some Rangers fans saying, oh, the season shouldn't have been stopped. We would have caught Celtic, this and that, and your title's tainted. But I would like to ask a question. If Rangers were to stop 10 in a row this season, would they still celebrate a tainted 10 in a row title? Barry? In, in terms of Celtic winning the, the league um, last season, I had no problems. There was decision made and sometimes you've just got to accept the decisions. I was in a, a similar position with my own club. Um, we still had a number of games. Um, but, but again, it's a small number of fans. I'll, I'll always go and say it's a, a, it was a tainted nine in a row for, for Celtic. But at the end of the day, the power people made their decision and you've just got to... You might not be happy with the decision but you've got to accept it and move on um, I had no issues um, coming from a, a Rangers side that, that, that the, the title was awarded to Celtic last season Simon D- Dylan what, what are you actually saying why, why would it be tainted I, if Rangers win it this year I'm not saying that if Rangers win it this year it won't be tainted this year right? but what I'm saying is say if Celtic did like if we came back from like the, however many points we are behind Rangers just yeah. now yeah. And we came back and won 10 in a row. I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, there's a lot of people saying about, oh, it shouldn't have been awarded 9 in a row, it's only 8 and 3 quarters in a row and stuff like that. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, listen, Dylan, I think if, if Celtic come back from this position just now to win the 10, I don't think me, you or any other Celtic fan will care what anybody else says, to be honest, if they can turn it round. Uh, they're in a really difficult position just now. And what you're saying is a lot, a common sense as well in terms of the fans at the moment it's difficult I went through uh, this early on in my Celtic career you know there was protests at Celtic uh, sacked the board and everything and, and fans could use their feet you know they could leave the ground they could vent use their voice inside the, the games they can't do that just now and that's where this is stemming you know this is where in this current pandemic people are frustrated and it's magnified with this historical attempt at 10 in a row I don't agree with the violence. I kind of condone, you know, fences getting thrown at police or getting the bus charged or, you know, banners shoot the board. I don't condone any of that, but I can understand from the fans' point of view the frustrations at the moment. And that is the only way they can they can protest in terms of 
turning up at the park but I don't condone the violence Dylan we're rattling towards the, the news at 6 uh, what what do you think tomorrow night prediction scoreline for Celtic I'm, ho- I'm hoping for a 2-1 tomorrow I'd yeah. be happy with a 2-1 yeah. and um, I think as well I think Rangers will, um, they'll get something over in, in Poland as well to be honest Good man. Two predictions and one from you. Thanks, Dylan, for joining us. News at six on the way and another hour of football chat too. The Bull Radio Football Show. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Thanks to Joe for the news. This is the football show. Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly, and you. 0808 17 17 700 with some great calls in the first hour. And you can join us and have a chat with us in the second hour of the show between now and seven. You can text us as well. Go on your message to 874 74 on the socials at Go Football Show. Earlier today in the UEFA Women's Champions League round of 32, Sparta Prague 2, Glasgow City 1. But it is over two legs, so uh, Glasgow City with a chance to turn that around uh, next week. Leanne Crichton was one of our guests, of course, on Monday ahead of that game. So every chance they can uh, sort out that uh, tie in Glasgow next week. It's, of course, Men's Champions League night uh, tonight. And some of the matches underway already, some of those five to six kickoffs, And uh, one of them, of course, that... Uh, uh, the match that was abandoned last night in uh, Paris amid great uh, controversy. That one's resumed uh, tonight with a new set of match officials, of course. Uh, racist accusations being made against uh, one of the officials in that game. And the prospect we hear of uh, a 10-game ban for that uh, Romanian official um, and an investigation clearly ongoing by UEFA. Well, the match is underway again and uh, Neymar has scored after just seven minutes of the resumption of the game so it's 21 minutes into the the tie PSG won Istanbul uh, nil in that game Uh, Michelin nil Liverpool won that's in uh, another group that's in group D and uh, Mo Salah with the early goal for Liverpool uh, in Denmark against Michelin of course tomorrow night uh, Rangers and Celtic both in action Rangers in Poland against uh, Lech Poznan we will hear in the second hour from Steven Gerrard and from Magani Zungu as well who will start the game for Rangers tomorrow night Rangers will make a few changes no doubt about that but they have the chance, of course, to remain unbeaten through the group and to win it if uh, they can win. That would, as long as they match Benfica's result tomorrow, they will top that group. Celtic uh, play Lille at uh, eight o'clock, looking to get their show back on the road. More disappointment for them at the weekend. That draw at home to St Johnston, thirteen points of a difference in the Premiership. But uh, the Celtic hierarchy has reacted again, of course, in the last day or two, uh, giving Neil Lennon yet another uh, vote of confidence. He is the manager. He will remain the manager in the foreseeable. And this was Lennon's reaction today. Yeah, I think it sort of settles everyone down, you know, settles the players down for sure. You know, they're really happy about that, thankfully, from my point of view. 
and obviously the staff as well. So it's full steam ahead and, um, you know, just try and get some consistency and, and wins now, you know, going forward. So hopefully it'll be the start of a, a good week and a good run. Let's talk to David Lowe, chairman of the Celtic Trust. Hi, David. Hi, Rob. How are you? Uh, I'm okay in the circumstances. Could do with a few better football results, but apart from that, I'm fine. And how are you with the the, the vote of confidence, the, the double vote of confidence now that Neil Lennon has had from from the board and the fact he continues in charge? Well, I don't think uh, the Celtic board has any alternative but to... Uh, come to this conclusion at the moment because the whole atmosphere around Celtic just now is particularly toxic uh, and it would be very difficult to change the status quo right now. It may well be that uh, behind closed doors they might be looking for a change but uh, publicly you have to present this uh, united, uh, united front and it may well work out but certainly it's not looking too, uh, too good at the moment with two wins out of 13 or whatever the Whatever the percentage is, is bad. <laughs> yeah, so so it's the, so it's that presentation of the United Front, which which, as you say, would would have to be. Uh, I mean, they either back him or sack him, and they're they're choosing to back him at the moment. But is it almost game by game for Neil Lennon at the moment? Is he one more crisis away from the the Celtic board having to change their view? Well, you, you don't know what's going on uh, in the boardroom, but football uh, is a results-driven business. And the re- results are shocking. So this cannot continue. So unless there's a change in the dynamic and zero points or one point per game turns into three points per game on a consistent basis, uh, you know, this just can't go on. So there would have to be a change. You can't go dropping points every week uh, and get away with it. Managers know that. Directors know that. And fans know that. Everybody knows that. So unless there's a change in the trajectory... Uh, there will be a change in the, the, the management. Could tomorrow night be terminal um, were it to be a, a heavy defeat? Well, you're asking for a personal view. It's a, it's a non, non-event game, so I don't think that would be the, the, the game that changed the but dynamic. But it, could, it could, could still be damaging overall, though, David, couldn't it? Oh, well, it's very damaging. How much more damaging can it get out of two European competitions uh, a League Cup and trailing Rangers by so many points, I can't remember how many. 13 points, so that, that's yeah. bad. But it's not going to get any worse uh, losing the game tomorrow night because there's nothing at stake. If they drop more points against uh, Kilmarnock at the weekend, that's what you would consider a, another bad result that sort of hastens uh, Neil's uh, departure. Because it is a result, results-driven business and uh, it's bad. So... I'd say the, the situation is very precarious from Neil's point of view, which is a shame because he's a good manager and a top man. Hi, Hi David. Anyway. Hi, David. It's Simon Donnelly here. Hi, Simon. Hi. Precarious. That's the word I used at the weekend when somebody asked me the situation at Celtic. It's hugely precarious. But I, I was just chatting to friends last night about it and they were, they were saying, well, the vote of confidence is going to be here to the turn of the year. But I, I, I go along the same lines as yourself. I think tomorrow... It's a dead rubber for Celtic. Doesn't really matter apart from maybe a little bit of confidence boost, get some fresh legs in there, give them some game time. The big ones at the weekend. But I think, like you're saying, I think it's a game-to-game situation. They've got a, a cup final coming up in a couple of weeks as well. And I just think it's, it's a horrible situation for, for Neil to be in. The pressure he's under, but I think it is game-to-game. 
and I think he has to win them all. So what if Celtic lost 4-1 tomorrow night then, for instance, as an example, scoreline? What, what, would, that, would that be I, no I change? I know what you're saying, Rob, but it wouldn't be great. I, I don't see that happening, but it would not be great. I think the game at the weekend is the, the one. I think the team will reflect tomorrow, you know, the priority. I don't think it'll be the strongest team tomorrow night. I think that'll be for the weekend against Kilmarnock. What's your theory, David, on what's gone wrong? Well, that's a good question. That's the $64 million question uh, that nobody really knows the answer to. I think the collapse, and I'll call it a collapse because it's the correct word, the collapse in the team's performances has, in terms of points, some will say there's a gradual erosion over the last 12 months, but in terms of points, collapse has happened suddenly. And I think it shocked everybody. It shocked the directors. It shocked uh, the technical area, the manager. It shocked the fans. And then when you factor into that the fact that there's a sort of a attitude that the 10 was a formality. You know, Celtic were the biggest club, had the most money, had the biggest squad, had the most internationals in their squad. I think there was a, a laziness. This is my own personal view. Mm, yeah. A laziness whereby almost like the 10 was a given. And then suddenly when it became apparent that it's not a given, you've got this chaos and hysteria you know, that has emerged, you know, a couple of games ago or three or four games ago. I was around in the 90s when the Celtic fans were in a febrile mood trying to stop Rangers 9, but there's nothing on what's happening just now. The atmosphere is poisonous at the moment, and uh, that in itself doesn't help if everybody's feeling uh, all that negative energy. So I, I think it's an uphill struggle to reverse what's happened. And I would even say it'd be difficult for any new guy Mm -hmm. to start getting results uh, amid such a, uh, a febrile uh, atmosphere. So, not good. And would that there's no way of sugarcoating no sugar no. it, I'm afraid. And would that be an influence, David, on the, on the decision that's been taken of late by the Celtic board in terms of that vote of confidence because the, the difficulty of somebody else coming in and hitting the ground running? Well, I, you know, I can only express a personal view, not a Celtic trust view, just to make that clear. Yeah. But I, I would concur with that view. I think, uh, you know, directors and boardrooms, nothing surprises me. I haven't, haven't been on that, that side of the fence before. Uh, I'm sure that's part of the thought process of the Celtic directors. You know, if we were to get rid of, rid of Lenny, you know, who would step in? The Celtic technical area, I think, is inexperienced when you take Lenny out of the equation. That just leaves, you know, Gavin Strachan and John Kennedy. So I, I think if they were thinking about an option of uh, the manager leaving or the manager resigning, how difficult it would be to get somebody to step in at short notice into such a, a febrile and, uh, and negative atmosphere at the moment. Uh, Celtic fans, you know, if you're on social media, you know, there's a debate about, well, if Lenny was to go, you know, would you get an interim manager in and the usual suspects are mentioned all the time? your Roy Keenes, your Martin O'Neill's, your Gordon Strachan's as an interim thing. And then, you know, you've got the other end of the spectrum. Let's go for, a, 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 you know, Benitez or something as big as that. Uh, so but who's going to come into that atmosphere? Uh, it's very difficult. So I think it suits the board to continue as is and pray, you know, that there's a change in the dynamic and the results start to come through. I think it's very difficult for Neil just now and, and I have great sympathy with the situation he finds himself in. I hear what David's saying and also I spoke to a, a few guys at my, my, my training last night who are Celtic fans and my, in my opinion, if it was to happen in terms of Neil Lennon going, 
I, I don't agree with people. I think that would be a job that people would would jump at. Even guys who are in employment at other big clubs down south, I think. Even uh, right now in the midst even, of the chase uh, yeah, for I, ten in a row. Yeah, I, I don't care what anybody says. This is my opinion. Celtic is a football club. It's a massive football club. It's steeped in history. And if that job became available, in my opinion, I think lots of managers in work and out of work would jump at the chance to manage Celtic. I, I, I agree with you, actually. I, I, I think... Uh, I don't think there's any question on the attractiveness of the Celtic job. I think maybe what David's touching on there is should a new guy come in tomorrow mm-hmm. and the form stays the same for the next three or four games, that guy's going to get stick as well. He's going to find himself in a position there under huge pressure because everything's magnified this year with the yeah, trying to get the 10. I agree with you, but I, I look at it and I don't know about your opinion, Sai. We spoke about it Monday, Rob. Mm. I, I do think, looking at the Celtic squad, I think it's a full rebuild come next summer. So I think that's why it would be appealing. If it's still Lenny, it's going to be in the job, or if Celtic decide to go and get somebody else, I think that's the appeal that Celtic as a football club will bring to management, uh, other managers. Because I do think, if you look at the squad, there's a number, a number of low knees, yep. there's a number of guys that are. 18 months left in their contract come the summer it'll be obviously 12 months so I, I think it, I think it would be attractive to a, a lot of managers I get that I, well, get I, I, I agree with that as well just to make that clear yeah. but uh, I just meant you just asked me a question I said this is part of the debate that is yeah. taking place amongst Celtic fans and I'm speculating directors as well you know it is a big job there is a rebuilding exercise whether it's Lenny that oversees it or somebody else uh and that rebuilding could start in January, you know, yeah. if, uh, if if uh, things go, go a certain way. David, I'm just looking on the on the Celtic Trust uh, Twitter site at the moment, and there's a a banner saying um, fan protest to demand change on and off the park. Sunday, the 13th of December, 1 p.m. The Celtic Way. Yeah. So uh, on Sunday, uh, the Celtic Trust had an open forum, an open meeting. On Zoom, you know, it's like a giant uh, celebrity square, as you can see a picture of everybody. And really, it was a sounding board to get the true uh, feeling of Celtic supporters off a wide spectrum. And uh, those views were consolidated and uh, presented to Celtic. And basically, there's an unhappiness about the way uh, the board have handled this predicament, the lack of communication, as well as obviously great satisfaction with the, with the management team. But the press release you're talking about is yes, there are going to be demonstrations. There's no stopping it. You know that's a, a, a right that everybody has. So the Celtic Trust view is, is that if there is going to be a demonstration, it should be an organised one, a COVID-friendly one. And uh, Rob, the, the 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 demonstration you're talking about on Saturday is one that uh, the Trust has spoken to the club <coughs> and the police about. And it's to try and uh, make it organised and to curb some of the excessive and unfortunate behaviour that has taken place. Celtic Trust does not condone any uh, bad behaviour, be it verbal or any other type. And we want to make sure that as best we can, that we help the club uh, to make sure it's an organised and positive uh, protest 
as, as, as positive as a protest can be. Yeah, because some of these protests that have taken place in recent times and some of the banners that have been displayed have done the name of Celtic Football Club no good whatsoever, the reputation of the club, and, and even down to things like uh, attracting uh, a new manager, uh, if, that, if that sort of publicity wings its way around the world as it does. Well, I don't think it's done the club any damage at all. It might have done a small proportion of fans some damage, but not the club. The, uh, the club uh, uh, has said it's not good. The Celtic Trust says it's not good. Most Celtic fans say it's not good, and it's a, a minority of fans that have gone over the top. Uh, and that's what happens in the football clubs. It happens in a far worse way to Patrick Vieira at Nice at the weekend. It's just the, the way of the world these days. Uh, people are, are more aggressive uh, and, and it's just something we, we, we have to deal with and, and, and I don't think it's a bad reflection on the club at all no. it's a bad reflection on a, small, on a minority. small minority yeah I take that point yeah. absolutely and, and, and just finally um, you know what you were saying there from, from your fans perspective uh, you're looking at, at, at a complacency having set in at Celtic on the back of nine titles on the trot and dominating uh, Scottish football and, and maybe the hierarchy at Celtic guilty of a, a, a lack of forward planning as well? Well, I, I don't know about the forward planning, but, uh, you, you know, it's, it's easy to get complacent if you're in a successful anything. You think that success, it, it comes naturally. You know, and last year Celtic fans were sort of crowing about how broke Rangers were and how no Rangers player could get into the the Celtic team. And there was a sort of there there was a complacency, and I think that complacency stretches from the boardroom to to to, to the fans. And they've had a horrible shock. The COVID has been a great leveler. I think it's affected Celtic more more than Rangers. Uh, uh, without getting into reasons why, I, I, I think uh, there's a number of Celtic players want away. I don't think that's helpful. You know, Rangers have got Morelos who went into a sulk, but you know, Celtic have got maybe three or four Moraleses that went to a sulk and are playing, uh, you know, below par. So there's lots of negative factors have all uh, filtered their way into the Celtic dynamic, and that's manifested in all these uh, bad results. And it, I think it will take a a huge uh, electric shock to change that because it's gather it's I don't see any sign of any improvement. So you don't see this uh, you don't see this turning round in the next in the matter of days and, and the next week. Well, I'm trying fervently to find something positive, but it's very difficult. So, so uh, I'll say no more than that. David, good to hear from you. Uh, thanks very much for uh, giving your views, uh, Chairman of the Celtic Trust, David Lowe, but uh, very much giving his views from a, a Celtic fan's perspective. More uh, football chat to come, and we've got a quiz to come as well. The Bull Radio Football Show. Yeah, we talk for two hours. We talk football every night between five and seven, Monday to Friday. But even sometimes that's not enough, even when the travel's going on. Barry Ferguson just can't keep quiet. You can't, sometimes just can't stop talking. But Barry, we love it. Yeah, listen, I've not seen, <laughs> not seen Sid for how many months? It's been a wee while. Yeah, so this, I was hoping to meet you at Breton City and Kelty Hearts, yeah. but I didn't stay in the job long enough. No, that's true. Uh, so um, we're just catching up. 
We should stress it's a socially distanced reunion yes. as well, which was not at all easy for me to say. Uh, that game uh, between uh, PSG and Bazak Shahir, I did say that I wasn't going to say it again, but I have had another go at it. Uh, well, PSG are running away with it now, Barry. They're 3-0 up. Um, it was, that was the game that was called off, of course, in Paris last night amid those uh, uh, racist accusations levelled at one of the officials. Uh, uh, resuming tonight with a new set of officials, two goals for Neymar and uh, one for Kylian Mbappe as well 3-0 PSG so far Yep in terms of Neymar I'm, I'm not surprised he scored two goals I, I love watching him but the only thing that frustrates me with him is he's, he's diving I don't know if you guys oh, yeah, agree with yeah, me yeah, ability wise yeah. unbelievable to it watch It just takes away doesn't it, it does, from the good things he does That's why I don't think he's regarded as, as one of the best because he's um, his antics You can't question the, the ability Oh he's There's, frightening It's everything that comes with it, the, the rolling about and yeah, but some of the things he does about football is unbelievable Incredible. talking of ability uh, Mo Salah has just uh, hit a milestone tonight his 22nd goal incredible isn't it in the Champions League his 22nd goal Mo Salah for Liverpool and he's just beaten uh, the, the previous record it would be European Cup and Champions League Steven Gerrard uh, scored scored 21 times so tonight that goal against uh, Mitchell in, in Denmark is number 22 what a player he is to watch as well unbelievable the time he's had at Liverpool I think if you look at his stats his, his goals to, to game ratio is unbelievable uh, he's up there you know fantastic fantastic football player and just keeps doing it I mean Liverpool are qualified but they look as if they're going to go and win that game tonight as well Join us on the football conversation on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited 0808 17 17 700. It is imprinted on your brain by now. It has to be. Uh, you can join us. You can get in touch with us. Of course, two big European games tomorrow night. Uh, so we'll have a European special here tomorrow night. Chris Burke and Davy Proven with Paul in the studio. Lech Poznan against Rangers starts at 5 to 6. Celtic against Lille at 8 o'clock. Right, who's ready to play Goal in One? <laughs> Win on the Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Mar Hall. Their five-star grand mansion in the Scottish countryside awaits you. Well, there we go. And uh, yeah, we've got an amazing uh, four-ball experience uh, with our friends at Mar Hall's spectacular 18-hole championship Earl of Mar course up for grabs. How do you fancy winning yourself an exclusive uh, game of golf? Uh, Barry, we've both... Uh, have Simon, have you played there as well? Have you played at Mar Hall? I haven't played Mar Hall, but I'm due to play it next year. Uh, actually, somebody auctioned to play with me. Believe it or not. Really? So, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Strange so, that may seem. Not bad at golf. Is he? Sid, uh, I can imagine. Yep. What about you, Barry? I'm all right. What are you all playing right. off these days? Um, nine, ten. You sounded hesitant uh, about that. Is that he's, one, he's wanting to play um, <laughs> soon, once we can get back out. So I need to keep my, my handicap yeah, high. Yeah, and you're hesitant at my nine, just in case you claim a little bit more uh, come the crunch. So we're going to play a game called uh, Goal in One. I have to say I was a little bit surprised when that jingle came in there, but there we go. Uh, it's the first time I've been involved in it this week. Here's how it works. Uh, you pick a pundit to represent you, and, and I can't exactly say you're spoiled for choice, tonight to be perfectly honest what a pressure. <laughs> both uh, go head to head in a quiz consisting of five goal related questions and you thought this was just flung together and whoever comes out on top wins the prize for their contestant are you following? good on the line we have Vicky from Cumbernauld hi Vicky hi guys how are you doing? very well how's you? I'm brilliant thank you well you're a Rangers fan so you are brilliant at the moment aren't you? <laughs> well it looks like it yeah are you feeling good about uh, the way the season's going to 
pan out for you? It's actually my son that's interested in football more than I am. All right. Um, but when they win, I'm happy because he's happy. <laughs> no, that's it. That's so, have you, so have you got his assistance then on the football questions here? No, I don't, no. You're, out, you're on your own. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> right, you get to pick your pundit. Who, who do you fancy representing you in the quiz here? Who's the choice? But, yeah, well, a, to, to be honest, Vicky, it's not much of a choice. Uh, you can have Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland captain, or you can have uh, the former Celtic and Scotland striker Simon Donnelly. Well, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? I've got to go with Barry. <laughs> you're, you're going for the no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping. Surprise! surprise. <laughs> and I hope pick... his knowledge is better than mine. <clears throat> I'll try my best. Try my best, Vicky. Yeah, well, he's uh, he, he's looking pretty serious about it. He is so competitive. I imagine about Tiddlywinks, far less uh, a football quiz. Uh, pride is at stake here. On the other line, we have Jamie from Bells Hill. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Good. Yourself? Ah, not too bad. A bit better after uh, Livingston's uh, defeat of Dundee United. I imagine at the weekend. I hopefully that's a, a bit of a turnaround for us. And what are you thinking about the? The manager, will it be Davy Martindale that will inevitably get the job since he's been running the show anyway? Ah, be good to see him get a chance. Maybe Barry might be interested. Nah, Barry's got a job. Kelty hearts are flying. <laughs> Barry, are you, tem- are you tempted? I've got a job in here as well. Though. I know you do, actually. You've got about 12 <laughs> jobs, uh, to be perfectly honest. Well, I'm, I'm afraid, Jamie, uh, you've got no choice. You have Simon Donnelly on your side, but uh, are you happy about that? I want to know you're happy. Full confidence in him. Yeah. Cheers, well, cheers, Jimmy. Well, you're on your own on that one. <laughs> I would have to say, no, not at all. Uh, so it's Barry Ferguson versus Simon Donnelly here, and of course it's Vicky uh, versus Jamie to win that uh, golf four ball at Mar Hall. Right. Uh, let's go. And you, so if, if Vicky, if you and Jamie can just basically don't don't shout out, even even though you're tempted to, don't shout out because uh, Barry and Simon here will be answering the questions on your behalf. <laughs> you probably will get to the end of it. And you knew you knew more than they did, but uh, anyway, we're we're going to give this a go. Um, so Barry and Simon, you basically just shout your name. Um, as a bu- as a buzzer effect, so that then we can get your calm, considered answer. <laughs> Are you following all this? I'm not sure I'm myself. Okay, here goes question number one: Who is the scorer of Rangers' fastest ever goal? It's all gone quiet. Simon. Yes. Alan McCoist. Wrong. Barry, do you want to have a go at it? The scorer of, of the quickest ever goal for Rangers. The quickest ever Rangers goal? Mm-hmm. He's described here as Rangers' fastest ever goal scorer. He was maybe that as well. Clues, but he's getting clues. But you've blown it, Simon. That's the that's the way the cookie crumbles here. <laughs> Peter Lovencrantz. Gordon Jury. Gordon Jury's the quickest ever. He will be he will be Grief stricken that you failed to pick him I out. Hope Jukey's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Old jukebox jury, uh, Gordon Jury. So, well, we're on a big fat zero uh, after round one. Here's question number two. Let's hope this is going to improve as we go along. Who has more international goals, Simon Donnelly or Barry Ferguson? Simon. Yes. Barry. <laughs> Simon, but Barry is the right answer. How many, Barry? I've got three. 
and Simon. <laughs> it's three 0 Three 0 okay. More importantly, right. it's one 0 It's one 0 Yeah, it's one 0 in the quiz. So that that's uh, yeah, I like that one. Simon answers it, and the answer's Barry. Good. Uh, okay, one 0 to you. Uh, question three. Um, I'm sure Vicky and Jamie are captivated at the way this is going so far. Um, Kenny Dalglish is joint top Scotland men's goal scorer. Simon. Yes. How busy are you? You're incredible. The if, law, if this is right. The lawman. You are correct. Dennis Dennis Law, uh, Kenny Dalglish, joint top Scotland men's goal scorer with Dennis Law. Would you have got that, Barry? Had he not in, rudely interrupted? Oh, no. no? Probably not. Is age, it bef- just before your time? Age advantage. Yeah, okay. Uh, right, so that is 2 0 to Simon. So you've got to get these two. I, mm-hmm. I wonder what if we go to a tie break? <laughs> There's another question, I think. Is there? Okay, good. Uh, Producer James will come rushing in or he'll throw something at me shortly if if we go to a tie break. Anyway, 2-0 Simon. Here's question number four. Uh, Which player has the most men's Champions League goals of all time? Silence ain't great in the radio, is it? Say that again, Rob. Which player has the most Champions League goals of all time? Men's Champions League goals. Who's the Champions League? Ronaldo. It's good. It has got to be Ronaldo and he's back in the game Cristiano Ronaldo it was Cristiano Ronaldo you meant wasn't it yeah, yeah of course yeah, good, good excellent ok 2-1 uh, the, ten- the tension hey. is mounting we isn't need it? that buzzer we need, we need know, that buzzer I know James well, we need that buzzer the, apparently the budget doesn't stretch that far uh, maybe a budget for next season <laughs> yep. a buzzer for next season as well uh, question 5 with Simon 2-1 up is that right Chris Chris is keeping the score here uh, which Celtic player scored an 80th minute winner against Boa Vista? Simon. Yes. Henrik Larsson. Is the right answer. Uh, it was the semi final on the way to the UEFA Cup final. Never uh, watched the, it. The road to Seville. Road to Seville. And uh, there we have the reaction, the cheering. Uh, Simon Donnelly wins by 3 to 1, and that means that Jamie from Bells Hill is a winner Jamie yes well done Jamie well done well done sorry Vicky that's no problem (laughs) well done He'll put, he'll put his apology in writing, Vicky, because uh, the verbal's not really quite good enough, I don't think. Uh, that was I'm a big... Well, I know you'll know... No, that. don't change your <laughs> team, Vicky. Don't. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> you, just chose the wrong man. you just chose the wrong man in the studio. Um, that's it. Um, Jamie, um, who are you gonna, who's going to be in your four ball at Mar Hall? Oh, I think we've got a long list of choppers that will be waiting for an invite. Right, okay. Um, he's not taking me then. <laughs> <laughs> you could well be in the frame if, if, if he's looking for a hacker, then you could be the man, Simon. But uh, good performance yeah, from you. There, Simon. Yeah. Um, and um, have you, you, you haven't played, have you played more hall before, Jimmy? I haven't played it, no. All right, okay. Well, that'll be, that'll be a treat because lovely, lovely golf course, Barry, and lovely surroundings as well, yep. isn't it? Lovely views. Um, played it last year. Um, a great day out. Sure will. So um, enjoy, yeah. Vicky. Sorry about that. And uh, maybe, maybe the next time you come back on for a competition, there might be another pundit in the studio who you will be able to select, who might be able to represent well, your interests a little bit better. Maybe. Who knows? But I'll try again. Thanks, guys. Give your give your give your wee boy a, a shout out, Vicky. My boy, my son. Yeah. Hi, Barney. His name's Barney. Barney, and he's Sorry, a. Son, I never want to <laughs> And he's a and he's a big Rangers fan. And he's loving this season, presumably with the, the unbeaten oh, Rangers absolutely. performance. He was buzzing on Sunday, absolutely buzzing. 
Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> Listen, thanks for thanks for taking part, Vicky. Thanks for having me. Thanks, all, guys. All Bye. the best. Jamie, you still there? Yep. Yep. So what about what about Livingston? What about the, a successor to, to Gary Holt? Were you surprised? Were, were you surprised when, when Gary left the job? Surprised, yeah, but the the comments he made the week previous maybe hinted towards it. Yeah, I think he, he was suggesting, wasn't he, that he'd gone as far as he could, and he, he you know he was running yeah. out of things to things to do. But uh, certainly, a good win against Dundee United the weekend, and uh, you'll be hoping that that launches your team back in um, a safer position, maybe mid table. Yeah, like that's really realistically the aim. Yeah. Okay, Jamie, good to hear from you and uh, well done uh, via Simon Donnelly in winning the quiz and uh, winning the golf at uh, at Mar Hall. Thanks for calling and well done. Brilliant. Thanks, Simon. Well done, Jamie. All Enjoy the, the best. <laughs> God, you two just are one big happy family. Now, if you fancy picking up on it, head online to thisisgo.co.uk to register to play. And while you're there, check out full details of the amazing Mar Hall gift voucher you can treat someone with this Christmas. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! That was Chris with the travel, and it's uh, Rob McLean, Simon Donnelly, Barry Ferguson. Would you? Can you believe Barry? We've only got about twelve minutes to go on the show. How yep. quickly is that going tonight? Yeah, it's it's flew in. Loads to talk about, Rob. Aye, absolutely. I'm keen to know. We're going to hear from Craig from Cumberland in a minute, um, but I'm just keen uh, to get your reaction, you two, to another uh, of the the breaking stories in the show tonight, which is that uh, Kilmarnock and St Mirren are both going to appeal. Maybe no great surprise uh, to the tribunal, SPFL tribunal ruling, um, which went against them. Of course, um, the COVID guidelines were breached, and uh, both of them punished with with three nil. Defeats, which have had pretty big implications. Both are appealing, Simon. Maybe not too surprised. I'm not surprised. No, I think just in current circumstances, it's been really difficult. And just to to hand a team a three 0 win, I think the games could be played further down the line, uh, and the clubs could be disciplined in a different way. I don't agree with you know taking the result away from them and not playing the fixture. I think we've said before, Barry, haven't we, that, that uh, why not try and, you know, the teams would happily try and squeeze these games in, even if it was every couple of days that you were playing uh, th- games through the week, just to get them played rather than this. I said at the time, I thought the punishment was harsh on both clubs. I'm sure both clubs um, have tried their, their very best with going through all the protocols or whatever, and I, I didn't see why they couldn't rearrange the games, even if, as you'd mentioned, if they play on the Saturday and they need to play again on the Monday or the Tuesday. Um, I'm sure the clubs would um, would have accepted that um, and I'm not surprised that both St Mern and Kilmarnock um, are going to fight their case and they've got every right to, to fight their case Two massive matches tomorrow night of course Europa League it is uh, Lech Poznan against Rangers in Poland 5-6 to six start for that one uh, followed by Celtic against Lille which is an 8 o'clock kick-off uh, Rangers had their UEFA media conference uh, between 5 and 6 and we can hear a little bit now from the manager Stephen Gerrard talking about the the hunger that Rangers have to keep this unbeaten run going. 
sure the group from their experience in the last couple of years we've definitely moved um, progressed an awful lot definitely more confidence and belief amongst the group um, I think you know there's no one in the group that coming here with the attitude or the mentality or oh, we're already qualified and this is just another game people are desperate to play the way they train this morning everyone's really pushing for places in the team it's great to see the atmosphere is fantastic and I'm sure the one are going to want to protect the, the unbeaten run that we're on at the moment Sorry about the quality of that, uh, Stephen Gerrard on a on a Zoom call from Poland, which is probably not a great recipe for terrific communication. To be perfectly honest, let's hope we get a better phone line to Craig in Cumbernauld. Hi, Craig. Hi, uh, Rob. Hi. How hey, are you? guys? How are we doing? You yeah, doing? Hi, good. Craig. How's yourself? Okay. Aye, not too bad. Not too bad. Obviously, happy with how uh, yeah. things are getting on at the minute. Yeah, and, um, and, and and I imagine you're loving listening to to Stephen Stephen Gerrard. Uh, talking the talk that he, that he is this season, uh, playing a very uh, careful game in terms of what he says uh, as he just drives on, drives the team and the squad on to greater and greater successes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think I'm, you know, I'm happier that we're not just talking the talk this time, but we're so far walking the walk. And I think you can see quite clearly um, across the other side of the city that that's what's um, different. Because um, I, I did call them because I've listened for the last. Well, also, um, you know, but the, the crisis that's happening at Celtic, and, and I, I get the surprise because I'm surprised it's been as bad. But this season, before it even started, Neil Lennon set a tone at Celtic, and it was a tone of arrogance, in my opinion, because he came out in a pre-season press conference and said, "No, no, no, there's not as much pressure in this season on us as there's been in, in the last few seasons." That was the utterly wrong. Way to go about it. I get maybe try to play mind games and all the rest. Of it. I understand that, but see when you set that tone, that rubs off on these players as well, and all it does is motivate Rangers even more because Gerard will have heard that he'll know we need to be humble. And I, you know, I'm not one of these people who believes it's it's done and dusted and the league's over because of course anything can happen, and Rangers need to get past the hurdle of maintaining form at the turn of the year. But you know, frankly, you look at. Celtic, you look at the tone set at the start of the season, you look at everything Neil Lennon has said in his pre-match press, uh, post-match press conferences since then, and it's one extreme to another, and he scrambles talking about they've played well for 35 minutes, and then I hear excuses for Scott Brown that he's 35, so that should matter. Well, Jermaine Defoe's 37, and he's a striker, and he's still scoring the goals for Rangers. Stephen Davis is 35, he's still firing all cylinders so I don't think you can just simply say oh it's age and nothing else clearly there is something wrong let, let, let's, okay, let, let, let's get um, former Celtic striker Simon Donnelly's reaction to your first point there arrogance from Celtic going into this season Simon? I don't think arrogance no I think what we hear in press conferences is maybe different to what Neil's saying in the dressing room you know I don't think they would go into this is a massive season for the for the for the club in terms of creating history. I don't think they would have that arrogance, but I do. On the other hand, as David Lowe touched on earlier on, sit here in December, scratch my head at the collapse, and I think it's taken everybody by surprise. We spoke before we come on, me and Barry, and and we can't believe it. You know that the, the the turnaround and for for us to be sitting here on the 9th of December or whatever it is with Rangers 13 points clear I still cannot believe you know how Celtic have went from the form they were in before the pandemic you know seemed to get their act together after January drifting away from, from Rangers to win 
the ninth title till now it's, it's baffling but it's unbeaten in terms of the, the Rangers start to the season, Craig, and uh, the prospects are, are massive for, for Steven Gerrard and co at the moment. I mean, how, how much does Europe matter to you? Oh, listen, Europe's, Europe's huge. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people uh, on both sides um, I, I, I talk about Europe not being that important. You know, this is more important than that. And, you know, you get Celtic fans and saying they're happy about it. Europe is huge. It's huge for two reasons. One, Rangers as a club right now, financially need to go as far in Europe as they possibly can to get some much needed cash injected in um, but there's also the fact and I think it's overlooked the achievements of last season by both clubs the coefficient in this country has got to the point where we're now going to have two Champions League spots last season and despite what anybody on the other side of the city says about wanting Rangers to be dead and buried if that had been the case then we wouldn't be in a situation where the coefficient is looking as healthy as it is. So in that respect, you know, that's the importance of it. Um, Domestically, it can create problems, but I've got confidence in that squad because Gerard constantly rotates it and we're still playing as good, no matter if we make five or six changes, that we should be able to handle it. Yeah, I think you make a really good point there, Barry, about the success of, of Scottish teams in Europe. I mean, so many people have the blinker, have the blinkers on when it comes to football and it's all about domestic. It's, it's all about, about about winning the league. But where you build a serious reputation in the big picture is in European football. Yeah, f- first and foremost, in, in terms of, look, the championship that you play in is your bread and butter, but in terms of Europe, Rangers been in the Europa League, getting through the qualifiers, getting into the group stage, and getting out of the group stage, that's the important thing. And then everything after that's a bonus. Um, it is important for Rangers as a club to get back in the European front. As I said, since the managers came into just over two seasons ago, certainly every single season they're impressing uh, and they're making noises and people are standing up and taking notice of their the performances. Um, but I, again, I think if you ask the manager privately and the players privately, I think they, they've got one focus and that's domestically they've got to start winning trophies European as I say football is a a bonus and it is important that they they do as I said get through the the group stages and then now hopefully they get that one in the top of the group you never know what will happen Rob as I say it's then the luck of the draw because if you look there is some top teams and then the Champions League teams will be dropping back into that, yeah. that 32 so they'll need a bit of luck there but in terms of European football and the way that, that Rangers have been playing over the last two or so seasons has been fantastic and domestically they've got it spot on this season and, and Craig for, for Rangers one game just seems to be bouncing off another at the moment be it domestic or be it European it's just this uh, incredible momentum behind the team Absolutely um, and, and it's, it's so impressive because it's like night and day so where they left off in March and losing at Ibrox to to Hamilton Aggies, which they've done the last two seasons, which is unacceptable, to where they are now, um, it's brilliant. But it comes down to, for me, just how good a transfer window we had and the players we brought in. Um, and, and I think that's been a, a key difference this season because we brought in players that are, you know, now hitting the ground running, everybody's pulling their weight. I think you know, Celtic brought in players for name value, but they brought in two players who barely kicked a ball in a year, so we're never going to be fit. Um, which is, is bizarre and obviously you can go their keeper situation as well. So I think that's the difference we have strengthened. Um, there were a couple of things that happened in the transfer window I would have preferred not. I wouldn't have minded Andy Halliday staying, for example, and I certainly would have no problem if Wes Wallingham had stayed. But apart from that, 
that that's been the the key um, thing to build him. But that and the other players who are there stepping up. I don't mind that Morelos hasn't scored a lot of goals because he's taking on a different role and he's still effective in games. He's still helping to create goals in the bigger picture. So um, right now. It looks great, but they've got to maintain it, um, particularly into the new year. You know, for me, the one, the Old Firm game at Ibrox, January second, fiftieth anniversary of the Ibrox disaster. They must win that game and the, then put the title to bed. Yeah, but there's a difference. See, when you're signing players, it's not just the numbers to to bulk the squad up. The manager's signings are strong enough to go right into that starting eleven. That's the difference with the quality that he's brought in. It's easy saying, "No, oh, I've got a squad of twenty-one." 22-23 players um, but are they 22-23 players capable of playing in that starting 11 that's the difference in the Rangers squad this season when you look at that squad you look at that bench every one of the players that the manager doesn't pick on a Thursday or a Sunday can definitely come off the bench and make an impact or even um, get into that starting 11 Craig thanks for your call good to have you on the show cheers thanks all the best and we're into the final 60 seconds of the show and we're really looking ahead now to tomorrow and uh, a European special uh, in terms of the, the Go Radio football show tomorrow. Uh, Rangers uh, in Poland to play Lech Poznan. 5-6 to six, Barry, prediction? Uh, I think Rangers will go and get the win. Honestly, that, no matter if he makes four changes, five changes. Which um, means they will top the group and yep. Celtic at home to, uh, yeah. to Lille, the group leaders, Simon. Yeah, it's as we said earlier on, it's a dead rubber, but go and win the game. Go and win the game and gain some sort of confidence, momentum, get into the big one on Sunday. Thanks to you two. Enjoyed your company as ever. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show as well. We're back tomorrow night between five and seven. It's uh, Paul Cooney here with Chris Burke and Davy Proven ahead of those big European games. Good night. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.